Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to chat with my guest because I think her topics and her expertise are just going to be amazing for all the listeners. Um, Her name is Sarah Van Hoos, and she's a financial and business coach. She's helping business owners live the life they're called to lead by increasing intentionality with time, talents, and money with encouraging accountability strategy and support through her online coaching business, Journey to Influence. As a trained Ramsey preferred finance master coach, she makes money stuff simple, thank God, (laughs) and easy to understand, (laughs) going back to the basics. Uh, Sarah's background is as as a leader in a large healthcare organization where she brings facilitation, operation strategy, and process improvement skills. She and her husband, James, and two daughters live in Portland, Oregon, and her keys to success are grit, determination, self-reflection, and tenacity. She built her business in the wee hours of the morning and Sunday afternoons for 18 months before leaving a corporate career after 20 years to give herself options to live a life that she was called to lead differently with more intention. So thanks for joining me, Sarah. Oh, thanks so much for having me. That's impressive. Um, Working in the night and on Sundays for 18, like for what, what is that? A year and a half? That's just awesome. Yeah, a year and a half. Right. It was... um... You know, when you have like the fire in your belly to do something mm-hmm. different, you're willing to do something different, right? In order yeah. to get different results. And so that's the, you know, the kind of sacrifice that I needed to make um, in order to make make it, make the move and do it in a way that felt um, authentic and genuine to me and smart, you know, financially. I didn't want to just stop and stop and start something right. from scratch without any yeah background or runway. Yeah. Um, and now when was that? When did you launch your business? Uh, January of 2020. Oh, awesome. Yay. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. Just over three years. Mm-hmm. I know. It's amazing. Like when I hear a lot of people say like, you know, I don't have time to do that or blah, blah, blah. And then you talk to people, you know, that have really carved out time because they really wanted it. Like you said, the fire in your belly and mm-hmm. you know, anything's possible if you really want it. Right. You have to, you have to want it enough to do something to, you know, right. To make a sacrifice. So yeah. 3.30 in the morning, like my alarm went off at 3.30 in the morning, like <sighs> at least two or three, day, three or four days of the week. So I felt like I worked a, you know, pre-shift before I right. went to my regular job. And then I did coaching, a, you know, a couple evenings of the week and one Sunday afternoon until I finally felt that I could uh, make the jump fully over. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So healthcare and then, you know, you then to financial coaching, how did you kind of, you know, end up going down that path of like, this is really what I want to do? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And the abbreviated version of the story is <clears throat> uh, my husband and I had had some success with Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace University. So sort of money management philosophy, we had gotten out of debt and um, built up a strong emergency fund and really felt confident in the way that we were handling our money and just felt like I had more options, you know, when I was managing um, the, the money well, and uh, we had been traveling uh, for our anniversary down to this little island in Mexico called Isla Mujeres. 
beautiful little island, just like great little beaches and great community. And uh, we had left our vacation, headed home um, for PDX. And I talked about, you know, like, oh, you know, when we retire, you know, like, wouldn't it be nice to have a little spot over there, you know, overlooking the ocean. And as we head back home, I'm like, wait a minute, like, why do we have to wait until we're old (laughs) to do the things that we really want to do? I'm like, what benefit is that for our kids? And, you know, like, I'm going to be weathered, you know, at that point, like, what, what? what are we going to do? And he, he says, um, well, you go ahead and make a plan for that. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so little did he know that I was really serious about what I was talking about. It was it wasn't just the margarita. And, um, I made a little plan on my airplane napkin, you know, on our flight home. I was yep. like, how about this? Like, this will work. It was, you know, just kind of a rough cut, right. Of the finances and you know, what we would need. And he's like, yeah, hey, I'm going to need some more information. So I came home and, you know, real life, ensued, you know, back to work, back to, mm-hmm. you know, having two little, two little girls running around. And, um, it took me, it took me a minute, right. To be like, you know what? He still wants that information. I've got some time. I'm going to bust it out. So I, you know, cracked open an Excel spreadsheet and, you know, figured out more details for him. And, uh, he came back to me and he's like, well, what about, you know, like logistics, you know, what are we going to do for like transportation and, you know, travel back to visit our family and where were the girls go to school and, He's asking me all these, all of this like detailed information. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start a blog. That'll be fun. Like it'll be a fun hobby. I'm going to start yeah. a blog on how to, my journey to influence my husband, uh, you know, to move to Mexico. <laughs> and um, through that process, um, you know, people were interested in, you know, what it would look like to do life differently and how we had, you know, come, come up with the idea and, and where, what had we done financially in order to be prepared, right. To make some yeah. sort of move like that for a few years. So within that process of, you know, sharing logistics, um, at one point, my husband kind of came back to me and um, had said, you know, like, the plan's looking great, but like, the plan does not seem to indicate you working at all. Like, and, uh, (laughs) but you do want me to work. And so I was like, oh, okay, uh, I have to find a job. He wants me to find a job. (laughs) And at that point, I had been working, you know, in healthcare, in hospitals, right, and in office buildings and never, um remotely or, um, and always with people with a really large group of people. What was mm-hmm. I, I had a, tr- a trouble for a minute figuring out how I was going to transfer my skill set right into an online world. And he, again, my husband, uh, with the, with the ideas, um, he says, well, why don't you take what you love around personal finance and leadership and like put that together? I'm sure there's a coaching program you know, out there for you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's when I found uh, the financial coaching realm and um, realized that although I was a new coach, technically, um, I, I was an old leader. <laughs> I've been doing this for a really long time. So I just married, married the two together, my leadership background and process improvement and strategy and operations and finance um, alongside the personal finance coaching side, and then um, started helping um, small business owners and entrepreneurs along the journey as well. And that's, that's how it all kind of uh, ended up shaping up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's, and it's so perfect because those are such, you know, things that we need as running, like to be successful in running our business, you know? <laughs> sure. Yes, absolutely. It took a little bit to, for me to get there, right. I had more, more um, blocks in my mind um, to put it all together, but it's a, it is a journey. It really is. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, no, I love that because I feel like, you know, again, um, you know, I went, to school for marketing, which is, you know, kind of business related, but I never had business right. classes, you know, on how to, you know, 
manage the money or, you know, just even like cash flow, things like that. Right. Like it wasn't really taught. Yeah. And so that's kind of something you have to learn as a steep learning curve for sure. <laughs> you know, like if you're Absolutely. not familiar with it or really love it. And I don't particularly love numbers. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So people listening right now, so, you know, if they're like, okay, yes, I, I need to get my finances in order, both personally and for my business, like where, where should they start? Like, where do they even like, you know, cause there's so many different places and things going on, but um, yeah. What would your, your starting point be? Sure. I think um, number one is awareness, you know, starting to pay attention to what's coming in and what's going out. Um, and making sure that it's not just a passive process, you know, that you yeah. are intentionally involved in the ins and the outs. And um, that is like the number one, like awareness, you have to be interested, right mm -hmm. on some level and start to become more aware. So that if there are changes that need to be made, you're, you're going to start to see what that might look like. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I recently started working with a bookkeeper and I started going mm -hmm. through everything. And I, oh my God, I, I was paying for Photoshop twice on two different accounts every month. Oh. For, I'm not even sure how long it was happening. And like, and there were just, yeah, these things that, you know, my kids, like that Adventure Academy that they haven't used in like a year, like all of these kind of subscription yeah. things that I wasn't even paying attention to. And I was so frustrated <laughs> with myself. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right, right. So awareness, right? Figuring out what's going in, what's coming in, what's going out. And then, right, making some modifications if you find errors or it's just, you know, it's something that you valued, you know, six months ago or six years ago. And now you're yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not as important to me right now. <laughs> totally. So, like, um, if people have debt, like, whether, you know, personally, business-wise, like, how would they, like, how should they go about prioritizing that? Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Debt is, um, you know, one of those like backpacks that I feel like we pick up, um, you know, usually in college, right. We start picking mm -hmm. up some backpacks of debt and we end up just like, you know, overloading ourselves, right. At some point we're carrying suitcases and carry ons and right all of the like yeah. i don't know travel analogies that we can <laughs> yes right the, right the three p's right the the oversized um luggage and really the the goal is to start peeling those things off um one one at a time you know um mm -hmm. the easiest way to eat an elephant right is one bite at a time same with your debt like taking one at a time there's a lot of different methodology around um, what practice to use, there's an avalanche debt payoff method, which is taking your highest interest card and moving from there. Uh, and then there's a um, the snowball method, which is taking the smallest balance card and tackling that one first. Mm. I'm a big fan of um, actually something that's in between. It's called a stair stepper and it um, kind of groups your debts by balance. And then um, like say in the zero to $3,000 range, and then you take the one that has the highest interest rate in that and then do that one first, right? And tackle those and then move on to the next kind of bucket, right? Or size of debt and do the same. So again, like one thing at a time, mm -hmm. keep it simple for yourself, right? It's not, it's not always helpful to look at a giant mountain because that can tend to immobilize us and we don't want to do anything and we don't know what to do next. Really just um, lining them up deciding which one you're going to tackle first and then putting anything extra that you have or any, any margin or any wiggle room that you have in your finances towards that one. And then you're just slowly, but surely going to tackle it. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that makes it sound so less overwhelming. So that's nice. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, uh, one of the things that people um, need to realize, whether it's business finance or personal finance is that the numbers are, are certainly part of it, but really it's just like a 20% part of it. It's the mindset and the behavior and the change, you know, that sometimes needs to happen in the way that we approach things that yes. is more important than anything. So it's the, it's 80% kind of heart and yeah. 20% head. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I can totally see that because I think that applies to lots of things in life that we don't, yeah. I, I didn't really think about, but yeah, yeah, total, I could, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, So what are like some, do you, I'm sure you see, you know, common mistakes or, you know, people asking questions because they're doing it wrong or something like that. But like, what's a big, you know, kind of common mistake that you see people make with their finances? Yeah, I think um, specific to owners, you know, and, and entrepreneurs, I I find that people are so skilled. I'm sure you see this too, Nicole. They're so skilled at their craft. You know, yeah. the, the thing that they love doing, mm -hmm. um, they are rock stars at it. But when it comes to their marketing or their finances or their growth strategy, they're kind of, you know, like I see like the emoji shrug, you know, lady that's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, you know, right. like, I don't yeah. know what we're supposed <laughs> to do about these things. Um, and I think that, um, Again, like awareness, like know where your sweet spot is and know where your sweet spot is not right. and get support in the areas that either you don't have time to learn. Um, yeah. Maybe you're not willing to learn, um, but you know that there's a, a gap, you know, in your, in your business knowledge or in your business growth. I just, I see people stall out because they don't have the time to learn yeah. um, or, um, you know, and, and have not made intentional time either to do that or to figure out, you know, what role needs to be hired out in their business or you know, what contractor do they need to help support their growth moving forward. So know what you're good at, know what you're not, and, um, and then get, you know, get support so you can have this, you know, more well-rounded approach to business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That makes, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. Cause I, I see that similarly, like you said, um, with marketing, you know, people kind of, they're like, I know I should be doing this or, you know, I know it needs to be done, but I don't really want to do it. So therefore I just kind of avoid it, you know, and like yeah. anything in life, like that's probably not the best way to go about it, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. And then, you know, and we're not, we can't all be expected to be, you know, super at all the things. Like, right. I don't know. That, yeah. I don't know that you'd be really great at your craft if you were really super at all the other things, yeah. you know, at the same time. So like, give yourself a little bit of grace and you're, you're going to be more profitable when you stay in your sweet spot anyway. Yeah. Uh, not to say that there isn't some hustle and grind and value in knowing about at least about all of the asset, you know, facets of business. Um, but you know, know enough to be dangerous and know enough that you don't love it. Right. Or you're not mm -hmm. really swift at it and you need, you need to hire it out. So I think that's part of that, that awareness piece. And also, it's really important to me that entrepreneurs, especially, are paying themselves. Mm -hmm. um, there is a huge amount of people that are you know, love the work and the um, bells and the whistles of purchasing things for their business <laughs> mm -hmm. or to grow their business or these different subscriptions and softwares. Um, people can get a little bit, um, you know, upside down in terms of, you know, what they're bringing in and what the, all the expenses they have going out. So really being intentional with your, with your finances in that way to be like, to have some, I, ideally some percentage base, like, here's what I'm going to do for my operating expenses. It's going to be, you know, 25% of my income or 40% of my income, depending on, 
you know, what, what that looks like. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm taking, you know, 40% of whatever I bring in as a wage. Mm -hmm. We know, right. As business owners, that the amount that you get paid is not the, the amount that you charge for your service is not what you put into your pocket (laughs) at the end of the day. Right. Right. Takes a percentage. All of those things need to be accounted for. Um, and you need to charge appropriately. That's I was about to say that. Com- yeah, yeah. Too. If you don't charge appropriately, you will find yourself in, uh, you know, hurting at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I'm pretty sure we should all charge more, but. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a whole it, other conversation. The, yeah. It's a whole other conversation, right? About knowing our worth and understanding that value. And, you know, and it takes a little practice, you know, yeah. to kind of get it right, right? Mm-hmm. And have the confidence to be able to charge what you should too. Yes, exactly. Totally. I love that. Um, so as far as, you know, like looking at our money or being aware or, you know, just kind of starting to to get a handle on it, like, are there, you know, any like, like when would, like how often should people be looking at their finances? Like, are there like certain monthly activities that they should be doing or is it weekly, quarterly? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, depending on kind of where where you're at when you get started, my the best practice that I um, tell personal finance clients is to be checking in on your budget or your plan once a week. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be um, this big laborious process. You don't have to like bust out the, you know, what are those calculators called that like my mom had one, like oh, 10 or something? Yeah. I don't know, like the adding machine. Mm, and like the paper um, would come out. Yes, <laughs> yeah. right, all the things. Uh, I think it can be like a 15 minute process, you know, a 20 minute process once a week, right? Where you're kind of preparing for the week and you're like, okay, like what came in, what went out? Like, do we have any expenses that are not, that are not planned that we need to um, account for um, quickly, like a 20 minute kind of check in yeah. and reconciliation of what happened um, on the personal realm. And then um, for, for businesses um, do it when you take payday. Uh, mm-hmm. which ideally I would hope is at least like twice a month. Um, mm-hmm. You could do it once a month. Uh, I see a lot of successful businesses doing that as well, but sometimes to monitor your cash flow and uh, make sure you've got a good handle on things like twice a month would be great. Anything less than that, you're going to start getting overwhelmed because the thought of it yeah. is going to be too burdensome, um, probably more burdensome than it actually is, but still like, don't let it go too long or you will um, start to avoid it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, kind of that whole going back to it feels overwhelming. So I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, and I know I was on your website recently, and you have quite a few resources. Um, do I, I feel like did I see something about cr- creating a budget or five steps to? Yes, yeah. Uh, five step plan to to thrive with your yeah. finances. Okay. And it, it, yeah, signature framework that I use with all of my clients to kind of walk through goal, it's really any goal that you have, but um, most people come to me because they have some level of finance goal that is ahead of them. Um, So those, those five steps include dreaming, uh, which is a goal setting, um, prepping your head and your heart for some change, planning uh, what you're going to do, right? When we're talking about finances, it's usually a spending plan or a budget. Um, The fourth step is flexing, being flexible (laughs) and being gracious uh, with the process because it never goes exactly uh, as planned. And then the fifth step is thriving. It's really celebrating your accomplishments, taking a hot minute to reflect and go back and see what you did before you jump to the next goal straight away. Oh, I love that. Again, like, well, I guess I said this in your intro, like you do, you make it simple and not overwhelming. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think that we have, um, I think that it's part of the challenge around money management. Like 
these days, you know, and with our children and this next generation is that it doesn't have to be this suit and tie adults only conversation. It shouldn't be. Um, So how can we, how can we normalize it? How can we simplify it Um, and, and make more of these money habits, part of our regular habits that they feel less daunting. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And so I know um, you had mentioned, you know, um, in some of the topics you had sent over talking with our children. So when is a good time to like introduce that to our kids and start talking to them about money and all of that? Yes. Um, I love this question. And I feel like I am um, kind of learning as I go as a parent, <laughs> you know, both, um, you know, my own reflection of what I wish that I would have known as a, you know, as a teen or a, as a young adult, yeah. but also trying to, you know, try some different things on with my own kids. Um, so my daughters are 10 and almost 13. And we've been talking about money um, as long as we've been on our finance journey, which was when they were like with, you know, one and four. So Mm -hmm. always, you know, just very regular. It's not something that we wait until they go to sleep to talk about. It's not something that we, you know, wait or do behind closed doors. Like if if my husband and I have something to talk about financially, it's around the dinner table or it's, you know, while we're sitting on the couch or um, so just kind of normalizing money talk in general has been important to us. And um, and then helping your kids understand really early on, you know, even as young as three or four, that in in order to get money, you have to work. Yes. You know, it's, it's like nine, yeah, 95% of us are having to work to get paid. So how do we help our kids understand that early on? So yeah, some basic chores, you know, with some <laughs> minimal, you know, dollar amounts that get assigned to them. We have our kids, um, they're sort of commission-based. If you don't do the thing, you don't get the money. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, we're not handing out money just um, as part of an allowance. It's just, it's based on their, you know, contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some choices, you know, in what that looks like too. Um, and then the other piece that is, um, has been important to us is, um, you know, instilling some level of entrepreneurial spirit whether yeah. they choose to be entrepreneurial or not, but giving them, letting them know that really like options are endless. If you mm-hmm. find something that you really like to do, then like, how, how can you make a few bucks, right? On that, right. like, how can we help instill, like, you don't have to go work for somebody else in order to fulfill your, you know, financial destiny. You can make it happen on your own. So that's been an important concept to help uh, instill in our kids. And um, my oldest daughter, Jordan, we, um, she has a checking account. She's had a checking account since she was 11. Um, So we have been helping her manage her money, you know, and, and understanding, you know, how much, you know, what your balance is and what goes in and helping her manage, you know, what percentage goes to savings and what she does for giving. And then, you know, managing that spending, you know, you can't have all the Nike shoes all at once, (laughs) right? You just need to have to manage your budget a little bit. So I want them to learn about these things. I want them to fail at these Mm -hmm. things while it is safe and uh, while the stakes are low instead of them, you know, trying to figure this out when they're out on their own and, um, you know, and quite liable to not make the best choices. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's so true. All of it. Um, I just love everything you said. Uh, I know me, I, when I was growing up, I don't know if it was just my parents or that generation, but it wasn't really talked about, you know? And so it's been something as an adult trying to, you know, 
figure it out. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And my son's in the same boat. He wants some, I think, Air, Air Force Ones or something. And yeah. so now, he, <laughs> now there's a request to sell video games that he doesn't play anymore. So yeah, same thing. He's like, you know, right. we're, we're not going to buy it for you. But if you want to make some money or you want to sell some things to buy it, then yeah, go for it. Um, which right. I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They have to figure out like what's of value to them and, you know, yeah. hopefully those things shift, you know, <laughs> at some point, but in the meantime, you know, buy, buy some expensive shoes and, uh, it works for me. Like I, I don't have to buy them. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Well, I know. Cause I feel like I've been talking to business owners lately and, you know, everybody's having a staffing problem for different reasons, but it does sure. seem like the generation possibly behind us is not willing to work as hard as, as we did. Um, so yeah. That's crazy. Like, but we don't want that to keep happening. <laughs> right. And, and we have to, and I, I wonder, I've, I've wondered a lot about this. I, um, you know, I, I would lead large teams and, uh, right. The motivation level of getting people to come to work. Yeah. You do have to care about what you're doing Yeah, and you know, there has to be, you know, a, a you know, decent wage in order to trade off right for your time. And then we have to have goals. I like, I want this next generation to have goals around yes. what they want. So they can be motivated to, you know, do the thing, right? To get mm -hmm. to get what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it feels good to accomplish goals, you know? Totally. Like, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So last question. Um, if you could give the audience just, you know, one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah. I think if you are, especially as it relates to finances, um, if you are knowing that you need to be ch to change or there's some sort of like dissension around like needing to do something different with your money, um, just take one single step forward. Just, you know, one thing, whether it's like creating some more awareness or taking a real look at your checking account and seeing what is coming in and what is going out. Mm -hmm. um, start small. Don't overwhelm yourself and decide that you're paying off, you know, your Chase visa by, you know, the end of April. Right. Uh, you know, like just like st start with creating some more awareness and start to be more intentional with your spending um, pause for just a minute, like before you make your next purchase, is this what you yeah. want? Is it, is, is your future self going to thank you for this purchase? Um, you don't, you don't have to make a change in how you're spending, like just mm -hmm. make sure that you really want it, you mm -hmm. know, make sure that you're being intentional with your choices. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Um, yeah, just the whole intentional being aware, I think is such the big part of it that a lot of us miss, you know? Right. Because it feels like a, a fluffy step, uh, yeah. but really like if you skip it, um, <laughs> some, some of the rest of the things don't matter, you know? So yeah. don't, don't skip the intentionality. Don't skip the awareness piece because it, it really is critical to, you know, getting to your goal. Yeah, totally. Like I said, I mean, I was paying for multiple things, like a few hundred bucks a month, which adds up to yeah. thousands over the year. You know, that's why I got so frustrated with myself because nobody's right. fault but my own, but then it felt good to like, okay, this is, you know, I'm canceling these because I don't use them. And then that felt great. And I felt like, okay, I've made a mistake. But again, like you said, being aware. Taking control. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that right. felt good. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give yourself grace in the process too. Like uh, we all need to raise our hands when we've done something sort of not, uh, not wise, you know, or, you know, wish we would have done something different. Yeah. Great. Learn from it and then move on. Right. Yes. Totally. I mean, that's like entrepreneurship, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. Um, so yeah, so where can everybody find you? I'll put these uh links in the podcast notes, but yeah, your website, social media, yeah. all that good stuff. Yep. My uh, my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram, um, at journey to influence. 
And uh, my website is myjourneytoinfluence.com. You can get that free download there yeah. at Five Step uh, Journey to Thrive. And it fleshes out all the details of working through those five steps. Awesome. Yeah, I downloaded it. It's awesome. Y'all, you need to get it. Um, yeah. um, so this just made, popped into my head. It's my last, I know I said it was my last question, but what is the like update on Mexico? Do y'all have a place? Yeah. yeah. I think I saw yes. a picture. Okay. Oh, so it's such a good question. Um, so ultimately, um, you know, I did all of this work, right, to move us to Mexico. Um, <laughs> and my husband, uh, he came back, and he said, I don't think I can do it. You know, I think my business is here. And I just don't think that I can do it. Um, so um, I, you know, I would prefer to keep my husband, you know, instead of uh, the, the island dream. <laughs> and um, ultimately, what I really learned through that process was, um, it looked like I wanted Mexico. But what I really wanted was some freedom and flexibility to do life the way I wanted to, to spend more time with my kids. Mm -hmm. And um, this journey of entrepreneurship has, has been that for me. So uh, we're not moving. We definitely do a lot more vacationing uh, these days, but um, yeah, but I am still happily situated uh, here in Oregon. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Like, it's so cool that it started that way. And then just, you know, coming full circle and helping you figure out like how to live how you want. And then you're helping so many people along the journey. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been um, this beautiful passion that I really didn't know that I had uh, that is just so fulfilling. I love, I love being able to help people get to their goal, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's amazing. You can, you can feel the passion in your voice. So Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love it. Well, thank you. Um, this has been so much fun and so helpful. Uh, thank you for sharing all of your amazing advice and tips. Yeah, absolutely, Nicole. Thanks for having me and um, chatting, chatting business and finance and all the geeky things that I uh, that I love to talk about. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for letting me chat them up. Yeah. Well, thank you for making them simple. Uh, that's very much yeah. appreciated for us non financial number numbers people. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank, right, thank you, you and thanks for listening. Thank you. Everyone will be back next week.